you love to hear it, don't you? That was the sound of the victorious Bears dressing room after Saturday's game. And can't think of a better way to start the show this week. So welcome to Bear Necessities, the official Coventry Bears podcast. We live at CoventryBears.com. We're available wherever you get your podcasts. And it is excellent to welcome you to this week's show where we're talking about a Bears win. I'm one of your hosts, Dave Musson, and joining me as ever is my co-pilot and former Bears fullback, Craig Cathcart. Craig, uh, enjoy the game on Saturday? Yes, mate. I absolutely loved it. It's been a great sporting weekend for me. Um, obviously, watched the Bears' victory. And today, I've just seen the Liverpool goalie stick it in in the 94th minute. So, pretty pretty good weekend, I would say. Yeah, yeah. My football team slightly let me down slightly on Sunday with the... Uh, unfortunate defeat away to Crystal Palace, but we can't have it all. Um, and we're not here to talk Premier League, so uh, that's that's fine. We can just yeah. put that in the bin. Um, in this week's show, we are going to be chewing over the Bears' excellent 36-10 win away at the West Wales Raiders, including hearing from the coaching team. And we'll look ahead to this weekend's home game against London Scholars. Now, that match, as you'll probably know, is going to be the first one where fans are able to watch the Bears live in the stadium since February last year. So to celebrate that and just to try and understand a bit more about exactly what that means to Bears fans later in the show, we're going to be joined by a trio of Bears supporters who are champing at the bit to get back to the Butts Park Arena this weekend. But first, let's talk about Saturday's game against the West Wales Raiders, which saw the Bears record a 36-10 victory with an excellent performance, clinical and creative in attack, resolute and ruthless in defence. It was a terrific effort from everyone involved. And um, in case you weren't able to watch the stream, I'll just quickly whiz through the story of the game. So... Bears opened the scoring after just three minutes, capitalising on a Rangi Chase error on the first play of the game and then just moving up the field, winning a repeat set and finally seeing Peter Ryan crash over from close range. And they did it again 20 minutes later. Um, Bears were moving the Raiders all over the pitch, orchestrated by a quite fantastic performance of hooker from Chris Cullimore, um, who again played in Ryan for his second of the game. Five minutes after that, the Raiders did score their first try in the corner and they nearly had another a few minutes later, but for a superb try-saving tackle from Reese Rance, which actually proved to be a pretty massive moment in the half because the Bears reset, they worked through their sets and they ended up scoring again five minutes after that try-saving tackle. Um, new winger AJ Towers, who this week joined on a season-long loan from York City Knights, he took a quite beautiful floated pass from Dan Coates to dive over in the corner and mark that debut with a try. And that wasn't it for the first half. Right on half-time, Cullimore slipped a pass to Liam Wellham, who had made the most wonderful angle to burst through the line before he sidestepped a defender and just sauntered in under the posts. The conversion made it 22-4 to the Bears at the break. The Raiders came out firing for the second half, as we probably expected they would do, and they did score five minutes in. Um, and then they went about basically dominating possession for the next 20 minutes, camped on the Bears' line, but the Bears defended magnificently. They frequently held up the Raiders on their own line, and they just repelled countless attacks. And then in the final 10 minutes, the Bears really turned the screw and wrapped up the win. So Coates knocked over a penalty from in front of the sticks to keep the scoreboard ticking over. And then they really confirmed the win with an excellent try with seven minutes of play. Wellham putting in a, a delicate chip on the final tackle, which player coach Dave Scott nudged on again with a grubber and Nathan Hill gathered up gleefully and ran under the post for his third try of the season already. And we weren't quite done there. Kieran Sherratt added a final gloss right on the hooter, scooting him from dummy half, just like he did on the same ground back in 2018. Um, and Coates converted to the final score to 36-10 to the Bears. A first win of the season, an excellent follow-up to the potential shown in round one against Barrow and an all-round great performance. So um, Craig, Craig and I are going to pick out some of our highlights from that game in a moment. But first, let's hear what Bears head coach Rich Squires thought of his first Betfred League One win in charge of the club. I spoke to him on Monday evening. Well, Rich, um, congratulations. Your first win as uh, in Betfred League One as Bears head coach. Uh, you must be pleased with Saturday's performance. Yeah, really impressed. You know, and over the moon to finally get the first win on the board. It seems like a long time coming. Um, but yeah, really, you know, really happy to get the first one on the belt and get the monkey off the back. <laughs> it looked like you really sent your side out with a lot of intensity from kickoff. Was was that the intention to really to really start 
in the faces of the Raiders? Yeah, a little bit. We, we wanted to just, obviously, we didn't have the best start of the week before. Um, you know, so we knew if we changed that up, there wasn't much else. We kind of, you know, we got in the game from after that first 20 minutes. So we kind of set the stall out from the from the off and said, look, just go and enjoy yourself. And, you know, we, we took it to Barrow. So there's no reason why we can't back it up. And you've got, you know, your job is to kind of back up that performance for the last 60 minutes. Um, so, and everyone kind of bought into it. And the boys were really upset, not not really upset, but annoyed with the way that we finished after the video review at Barrow. You know, we last with the first 20 and the last 15. And we all recognised we could kind of get more out of it. Um, you know, and I think we put a little bit of pressure on ourselves with with the West Wales game, you know, saying it's a must win. Um, but we didn't put too much pressure on ourselves. You know, we, we knew it, we, if we kind of played our game, we'd, we'd get the job done. Um, and we did do it in a very professional way. Yeah, and and I think the the key word for me, particularly in the first half, was was tempo. It was it was really good tempo, and I think it, it was picked up on the hourly extreme as well. That Chris Cullimore really pulling the strings. I mean, he he seemed pretty important to that performance. How pleased were, were you with his contribution? Yeah, Chris was very good, um, and he's had two very good games now against Barrow uh, and against West Wales, and obviously he had to do eighty minutes at the weekend. Um, which which was he was very comfortable in doing. Um, you know, he's a very athletic and you know keeps himself in good nick, obviously, with everything he does. Um, but it was just very smart in how he played it. Um, you know, especially the second half, he was key of us playing down there end of the field. Um, you know, obviously the wind was in our faces and we're kicking, you know, with everything behind us, it was going 15, 20 metres max. Um so he kind of really got behind the falls and said, Look, we've kind of got a set of platform and I can have to back you. So him getting the forwards to find in front and picking and going and, you know, utilising the space behind the markers. And, you know, we were, we were a fitter team than I think most of the teams and we're fitter than what we expected. So when we did find our front foot, it allowed Chris to have a lot more time behind and, you know, get his head down. He did that that really well and he really did get us on the front foot and, and worked really hard at the weekend. So, yeah, I was pleased. And there was, there was a big five minutes where, in the first half, where both of your wingers contributed massively. You had Reese Rance stopping a certain try at one end, and then and then AJ scoring on his debut at the other. Um, again, I mean, you, great contribution at, at both ends of the pitch from from your two wingmen. Yeah, um, you know, Reese had a bit of a. You know, he was wasn't the best impressed with performance against Barrow, obviously with you know the, the kick that he put down for the try and a little bit at the end. So he kind of wanted to bounce back and I thought he did really well at the weekend um, and the same with AJ you know he finished his try really well and, and did the little things but it wasn't really a back three game you know the, the wins took our back three out of it and we've got a very a very well bad back five you know we've got a very good back five that like to come in and, and get, get us out of the danger you know Nathan Hill it was a completely different game for him because they eliminated him with his kick returns you know every kick return Nathan makes 15-20 metres the same with Reese, you know, here and AJ is the same, but with the winning the, winning the first half with it, he was going dead. When the second half, you know, so it's it completely took the back three out of the game. But yeah, Reese's defensive effort, you know, was was really impressive. And it, it was hard for us to see um, because obviously it was the opposite side of the pitch. But I think that kind of set our mentality um, with Reese's reaction when he did put him in touch. You know, he celebrates like he's just going eight metres right. You know, and he kind of gets round everyone and he's really riled up and we play off the back of it and we go down the other end, you know, and a great ball from course puts puts AJ in the, in the in the corner and you know we got to remember he's on the 17, you know. So that's his first game, apart from his 10 minutes against Wigan, that's his first game against in men's rugby. Um, you know, he'll only get better, you know, is it? He's a very he's a very confident young man, you know, which was very impressive with him. And you know, he's got a, he's got an opinion and he's respected by the boys that he came in. So I think years you'll only get better. Great, and in the second half, you—I mean—you were under the cosh for a lot of that, but defensively, pretty, pretty damn solid, really. I mean, in many ways, was was that defensive effort at all sort of more pleasing than what you did in attack? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we—it's <laughs> quite familiar with the social media and stuff, and I think the hour league, you know, the commentators really did pick up on it. You know, I've watched it a couple of times, and we are starting to get a little bit of recognition, recognition which we do deserve now. Um, you know, apart from the try they scored with the exploiters, with, with you know, we lost our numbers a little bit. I wasn't really worried at all. You know, it, it didn't really phase us. But I think we defended six, six, seven sets back to back at one point, and just 
you know, the boys were working for Addy. It didn't phase us whatsoever. Um, you know, we did a little bit of digging on it. You know, big Morgan Evans is a, is a big boy, you know, and scored the week before from five yards out. Um, you know, so we did a little bit of digging where if he gets the ball or if anybody gets the ball two, three metres, take him back over the goal line um, and kind of kind of eliminate him. So if, if we take him over the goal line, that's to play the ball on the 10 metre line. That kind of eliminates that threat of Morgan being dangerous from five yards out. Um, you know, and we did that three or four times. It was really smart from him. Um, but again, they could only do that if they were confident in actually doing it. So, and they were, they were confident and back themselves. So that was, you know, it was really pleasing, especially that second half because it was tough. Um, but we looked confident all the way throughout. Across the two games this season, I mean, you, you've you've used a, a decent amount of players already, and you know, there's there's nobody who's put on a Bears shirt this year who hasn't done well. I'm guessing, you know, there's going to be a couple of players to come back into contention for this weekend's game. It feels like you've got a few tough decisions to make in terms of who plays. Yeah, yeah, we have. You know, we lost, obviously we lost Hayden with a, with, with his thumb. So Hayden's probably be about 46 weeks, which is a shame, um, you know, because he's always vastly experienced and, you know, and finished anything that's outside of him. Um, we didn't have Matty Wellham last week due to work. Um, he'll come back into contention for this week. But, you know, Jack Dawson, who started in the centre, has had a very, very good pre-season and had, you know, two games against Scholars. He was very good. And against Barrow when he came on, he got through some work as well. So he's kind of deserved a start um, and went into that centre position and did a very, very good job, you know, defensively, you know, and, and kind of did what he needed to do. You know, he's probably not a centre. He can play more back row, but, you know, he kind of he deserved a shirt. So he'll still be putting his hand in the mix with Mike Wellham. Um, Ryan Langton got his first run out. Uh, the weekend and he kind of you know you, you look at his body shape and think you know he's not, he's not a rugby league player but he did exactly what we needed him to do at the weekend which is you know give Kieran Sherrett a rest you know because Kieran did some big minutes and and he did that Ryan, Ryan for the 15-20 metres that was on did the little things right give us a little bit of energy and you know and did the hard stuff um, which is good and he gives us that flexibility where he can cover a range of positions um, it's our, it's our forwards though we've got you know the boys who are playing they're undroppable at the minute you know you've got Peter and Brad who are really setting a stall out um, you've got Jed who again had another good game and he's kind of finding his confidence of once now he's starting to play back to back and stringing some games together which he hasn't been able to do for a couple of years uh, Sam Bowen did his first 80 minutes which I thought was sensational at the weekend just the little things Um you know, and then off the bench, you know, Josh Dunn, again, that's his only third game of rugby union. He's, he's building into it. Um, Elliot Townsend was good. But then you've got Darius Hamilton, Harry Kaufman, you know, some some people missing out. And it's a real shame because they're doing the little things right. Uh, previous years at this point, we're probably looking to make some changes, but you, you can't drop any of the pack at the minute because they're the ones who are really setting the platform down. So it's tough, you know. We spoke with Dave already and we spoke about on the way back where it's it's tough and whoever does miss out this week, you know, it's going to be a real shame because obviously Matty Wellham offered so much was against Barrow and he does get through a hell of a lot of work. Um, you know, so there's a possibility he could come back into it, but does anybody warrant, you know, dropping out of the squad? So it, it's something we, we kind of have looked at and me and Dave did say where we do want to try and get some consistency with the squad this year, you know, with the team and try and if we don't have to make changes, then we're not going to make them. Um, and we're getting that, you know, injuries have kind of swayed us to go that way a little bit. But apart from that, you know, there's there's no reason to kind of make any changes at the minute. I mean, you must be you must be feeling confident going into this one against Scotland. I know you, I know you can't take anything for granted, but, you know, Good, good start to the season, and one of those games that you would have been targeting to win anyway. So, to, what's the what's the mood in the camp going into the Scholars game? Yes, I get it's very positive. You know, we've we've shown that when we we do play positively, we get a good reaction from the boys, and you know, there's the smiles on faces this year, and there's a lot of self belief um, running throughout the full squad. You know, and they're, they're kind of knitting really well together. You know, as a group, and they're pushing each other to get to where they want to be. You know, they're they're acknowledging that people are giving them the respect and it's, you know, it's, it's they're starting to win that back now. Um, 
but the, yeah, we're positive going into this week. You know, we just got to keep doing the little things. You know, scholars are a tough team. Um, wherever they go, they've got the people across the board that can kind of make things happen. You know, you go a year and a half ago after seven, eight games, they were top of the league. It's not much different. You know, squad wise, they lost a couple, but you know, they're just being a real physical presence, and they did in that in the friendly as well. So I know they've comfortable people of injuries. You know, and they've had a real tough start. Um, but you know, it'll be the same as West Wales. Well, they'll kind of be targeting us. Um, so we need to be at the top of our game. But if we play anything like we have done in the first two, I'll be I'll be very confident going into it. And and lastly, of course, it's it's not just scholars who are coming up to the butts on Sunday. You've got the fans coming back in. How good is that going to be to to play in front of the fans for the first time since February last year? Yeah, it's good. You know, and it's kind of watching the build up to Super League tonight. You know, just having the fans around and seeing some of the Super League tweet, you know players just coming out and looking around and realizing how different it is and how good it is to be back to normal. Um, and I think it'll, that'll be another big kicking point for our boys. You know, to kind of kick on and having the people around. You know, there's not it's not thousands and thousands, but you know, the ones who come down are really vocal and and kind of do get behind the boys. And it's I'm looking forward to the fans to seeing the group we've put together this year. You know, we've got a real hard-working bunch, but a real comical side of it. You know, so it's a, it's a good bunch that work hard for each other on and off the field. And I'm looking forward to the fans to kind of getting to see that and showing the hard work the boys have kind of put in and hopefully seeing it come off on Sunday. Fantastic. Well, good luck for Sunday. Um, looking forward to seeing you there with all the rest of the fans. And um, yeah, thanks for your time and I'll, I'll catch you at the weekend. Cheers, Dave. Thank you. So huge thanks to Rich for chatting to us. Uh, Craig, I'm... <laughs> Where do we start on this? I mean, I, my general opening question is, it was pretty good, wasn't it? It was pretty good. And do you know what? This is a very good Bears side. Um, they came up against a much improved West Wales side and dominated the game. Not only that, they showed composure when they needed to. They completed their sets time and time again. They got good field position. They didn't panic on their own line. Um, they Used the ball well, kicked early at times um, to get field position. It was just superb. It was it was a really good Bears performance. And I had a quick look. And because of the cancellation of last season due to COVID and quite a poor end to the 2019 season, it's actually July 2019 since we had a chance to talk about a win. So I'm absolutely over the moon. Um, not just the win. It was a manner of the win and the way how good the team looked. And it was like they took all the good points from last week against Barrow and brought them into this game. And the really good thing I can say about this fair side is that there wasn't many errors, but when they did make an error, they got straight back up and they went again. And you can really see it on the pitch, the support of nature of everyone. When a player makes mistakes, everyone's around them you know, encouraging them, supporting them. Everyone knew what their roles were. Everyone knew exactly what they were supposed to do at every point of the game. And they were very clever with possession and very clever with the ball. And not only that, they, um, you know, they stretched West Wales time and time again and caused them all sorts of problems. Um, you know, this West Wales side as well had some big guys in the middle. Their pack actually, I thought, had a very good game, caused, caused the Bears' defence quite a number of problems, but a really good example of how confident this Bears team are in defence was the goal line defence. The Bears were actually letting West Wales get over the line so that they had to reset back 10 metres. And they did it, I don't know how many times, 10 times probably in the game. Um, I'd love to know what the set completion percentage as well was. You know, it it would be very, very high. And that was always a, a thorn in every Bears side was not completing sets and giving teams piggybacks and letting them get back in the game. Um, the other thing to say as well, that when West Wales came out second half and they were absolutely fired up for the first 20 minutes of the second half, I think some Bears teams of old might have crumbled at that point because West Wales had their tails up, they had the wind behind them, um, they got a couple of lucky bounces and you know it was all them in that, at that stage of the you know of the game and to come away only conceding one try was just fantastic 
Uh, and then, as I said, as you said, showing the composure in the last ten minutes just to seal the game and make it safe was just brilliant. Yeah, definitely. And I think we we talked last week about being in the ground for the Barrow game, and because of their because of it being behind closed doors, we were able to hear just how much talking was going on on the pitch, and that that really came across to me watching the game on Saturday. There's still a lot of talk, and you just get a real sense of leadership in that in that Bears team. And like you were just saying there really well organized as well that you you articulated it perfectly everybody knew what was expected of them and you know they backed their colleagues when it went well and they backed them when it if it if it didn't go well as well so yeah i think so so many more positive things to talk about again for the second week in a row and it's just it's just really nice to be able to talk about it in the context of the win this time but it, it really does feel like this team have got their stuff together and you know they, they are looking out for each other and there is a there we we said it last week. It feels like there's there's a lot more talking than we've seen in previous Bears teams in the time that we've been doing this podcast. So that's a really really good thing. I mean, I think I think it would be it'd be worth us. It was a it was a team performance, but I think I think it is worth us picking out some particular individual highlights. So I was through my list of names that that particularly caught my eye, and then I'll throw back over to you, Craig. I mentioned Chris Cullimore in the the match roundup and he was he was named man of the match on the the hour league stream and I think rightly so and you know we've talked about him in the past but he really put in a superb performance on Saturday he really he wasn't just he wasn't just getting to the tackle and shipping the ball out he was really he was really the heartbeat of that team and I think we always hear Alan Robinson talk about tempo and tempo was a real thing on Saturday and and Cullimore was at the heart of that, wasn't he? Because he was just, he he was moving the Raiders around. He was bringing the right players in at the right time. And he was, he, he very rarely put a pass wrong. I mean, th- those passes for Peter Ryan for his tries on the replay on first instance, like they looked pretty simple, but they were clever. They were flat passes. They went to the right person. And then like that one to put Liam Wellam in really well-timed, but I was just in awe at the energy of that man on the pitch. I thought he was, he was quite superb. Yeah. And he made, he made some breaks from dummy half as well. Don't forget. So, yeah. Um, yeah. That, that was the whole thing. The tempo of the game, uh, you know, Raiders are a big pack who, who really, you know, they actually put some quite big hits in. They, but the Bears controlled the tempo. They got them on the back foot constantly, uh, and that really showed. Uh, and Collymore was just excellent. Really, really good performance. I think we, you know, we've seen him in the past in a Bears shirt. We know he's a really good player, um, but I think he's got he's got players around him now as well that um, are willing, you know, are willing to take responsibility. That have got confidence in their own abilities as well. And um, you know, it was it was just brilliant. Really, really good performance. So some other players that particularly caught my my eye, and then I'll throw over to you. I thought I thought the, I thought the two wingers, even though they didn't get a lot of ball, there was a there was a five minutes involving each of the wingers that I thought were crucial in in the first half and in the overall outcome of the game, really. I mean, and I talked about it before we heard from from Rich Squires, but Reese Rancy's tackle. To save yeah. what was a, what would have been a certain try was excellent, and you know, we, we've not seen Reese with ball in hand as much as we'd like to this season, or at least at least not running with it at full speed. But you know, we, it's sometimes easy to forget that he is a magnificent defender as well. You know, everybody thinks back to that that try against North Wales from a few years ago, but that tackle was fantastic. And then to go at the other end of the pitch a few minutes later and for AJ Towers to, to finish in the corner and he finished really well as well. You know, y- you need your wingers to be, to be doing the business at both ends. And I thought, I thought both of those, those guys really contributed on Saturday. Um, and the other one I want to shout out is, is Sam Bowering uh, yeah. two games in a row. Now he has, he has really stepped up. He is he is a beast, and he put in a, a fantastic shift on Saturday. But um, yeah, anyone you want to shout out? Um, I would say that it would be unfair of me. Anyone that I do miss out, it's unfair because I think there was good performances all over the pitch. Um, but I would single out both the halfbacks, um, Dan Coates. Um, you know, I thought he played well last week, but this week he was just superb. And I think he's going to be an absolutely class player for us. Really good player. 
Um, you know, he's going to get game time at the Bears and, and he's, he looks like the sort of player who's going to get better every week that he plays. Um, but also Dave Scott, what a player he is. Not only is he in the coaching staff, but what a player. So much composure on the ball. He, he just glides around the pitch. He looks like he knows exactly what's happening next, um, apart from a few of the late shots on him. <laughs> but uh, he was superb. You know, and and they did try and rough him up. You know, they they um, had a few late hits on him, and he got up and played on. And you know, as I said, his passing uh, at times was simple but effective all all the way through the game. Um, I also need to mention Peter Ryan. Now we we have been big fans of Peter Ryan ever since he first pulled on a Bears shirt. We know he's a superb player, but. What, we, what we've been hoping for is that he'll continue to progress at the rate that he has. And actually, this season, he looks a, an even better player than he was before. That's two games in, and he's been superb in each match. Um, what he's doing well is he plays the simple stuff really well. And he started to utilise his strength in defence as well. He's putting big hits in all over the field. But for him to get two tries, you know, he's not the quickest bloke, but he is strong, really strong. And at that close to the line, he's not, no one's going to stop him. Um, I, I think he's been superb and he looks like a player with confidence now. He looks like he knows his role and what he's doing and what he brings to the team. And, and I thought he was brilliant. Really, really good. Um, and, it's, and it's not, out, it's not out of the question that. He, he could be in with a shot of a World Cup squad place at the end of the year if he keeps this up, is it? Yeah, I really hope so. Um, I really do hope, think he's good enough. I just hope that he gets the chance. Um, you know, I do think a lot of Irish, Irish homegrown players don't necessarily always get the chance, but this is a guy that's come over, over to England, playing in League One and just looks better and better all the time. Um, you know, Josh Dunn's in there as well, uh, you know, he looks like a player. If if he plays well all season, he could be in with a shot as well. So um, it's looking good in that regard. Um, one other player I think I've really liked to look of over the, these first two games is Jed Charlton as well. Um, he's tough, really tough player. Puts in big hits, really, really strong. Plays the ball quickly, um, low centre of gravity. Um, I thought he was he was really good again. And, and a special mention for a player who came off the bench as well. He didn't play that many minutes, but when he came on, he was just superb, was Ryan Langton. Thought he was superb. Um, you know, he made yards. He uh, he took hit-ups, quite a few hit-ups in that last 10 minutes. The, the final, tr- no, it was the Nathan Hill try was all he's doing because he made an extra 20 yards off the tackle where he bounced a couple of players off him and, and give Bears good field position. So thought he was great. Um, you know, and last but not least, Nathan Hill again. Um, what a runner he is at the ball. He just doesn't he, he doesn't look that big, but he just bounces people off him and he's got a good sidestep on him as well. Um, and as you said, he's he's another leader on the pitch, talks to everyone, tells them where they, where they should be. Um, yeah. It's, as I said, um, I feel bad about missing anyone out because I thought there was good performances all over the pitch. But I'm sure if this team keeps playing the way that they are, we will, um, we'll be going through a long list of players by the, by the season's end. Definitely, definitely. And I, I just keep watching back that Nathan Hill try purely for the moment when it, the ball bounces up into Nathan's hands and it's clear he's going to score and everyone around him has just got their fists raised and they're cheering and they're smiling. Like you, you just get a sense that I know it's very early in the season, but you get a sense that this team is a team and that they are, they're in it together, which is, which is a sort of a bit of a club motto, but they really are, seem to be living it this year. And there seems to be a really good spirit. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited about where it can go. I think before we, before we wrap this up and um, get some more post-match reaction from, um, from the coaching squad, you, you mentioned that it is, it was an improved West Wales team. And I, I think it would be unfair on them for us not to, not to credit them for that. I think, you know, a couple of years ago, they were absolutely the whipping boys of the league. And, you know, aside from that one game, when they, they when they beat us a couple of years ago, you, you know, West Wales was usually um, a chance for teams to just improve their points difference. And, and we made advantage of that 
particularly the home game in 2018 when we, we recorded our record win, they seemed a lot more organised than I've ever seen them before on the weekend. And you mentioned their pack. It, they really added some some muscle into the middle of the pitch. And yeah, Rangi Chase was hit and miss. Rangi Chase is generally hit and miss, but you saw how easily they did take their tries and that they came from the magic of Rangi Chase. And you know, there's a lot of talk going around about whether Gavin Henson's actually going to actually gonna pull on a shirt and play. You know, assuming he does come in and he can start getting that field position that that, um, that perhaps they were lacking on the weekend and sort of being able to bring a different option in, in from the boot, they're not going to be a pushover for anyone this year, are they? And I think that they might catch a few people out if anyone goes down there and, and thinks they can take their foot off the gas. Yeah, that's why I was so pleased with the win. I don't think, you know, I think they're going to give, I mean, they give Rochdale a good, you know, a bit of a scare last week. Um, you know, it was quite late in the game before Rochdale finished them off. And, you know, they weren't completely out of it against the Bears. Um, the Bears were just more decisive, more clinical, um, made better decisions at the right time and had more composure um, in attack and defence. But uh, that West Wales pack are difficult to deal with. They got some big guys in there. I mean, Morgan Evans, who I think uh, played for the Bears about five years ago, maybe. Um, he looks really good. I mean, he's so strong and he made yards every time he got the ball. Um, you know, I, I thought they, their pack played quite well. Um, I think Rangi was hit and miss. He had, to be honest, a little bit of a stinker at times. But um, one one thing that was fairly obvious is that some of their players weren't always on his wavelength. Um, you could see how frustrated he was at times. but you know, that'll come with time. So we played them at a good time uh, and, you know, we had a very good win against them. Um, and I, I do think that they'll cause one or two teams a bit of trouble this year without a doubt. Definitely, definitely. Great stuff. Right. Um, let's get some more post-match reaction now then. So uh, I also managed to catch up with player coach Dave Scott on Monday and here's what he made of it. Dave, um, you've had a couple of days to to digest Saturday's win and the performance. Um I'm guessing you're pleased. How how pleased are you? Um, yeah, I think the scoreline is certainly very pleasing. Um, and that first half especially, over the moon with the boys, and I couldn't be prouder of their effort. Um, they weren't out and they delivered exactly what we were asking them to deliver. Uh, the second half, I think, was a little bit tough to begin with, that 15, 20-minute patch that we had where we didn't really touch the football and West Wales were kind of coming at us wave after wave after wave of attack, but we showed some resilience and some grit and determination to hang in there. And, you know, when we got the ball, we're causing them troubles. But I think before we went out in halftime, um, there was a lot of talk about the wind. It was a very windy day. And I think that maybe got into our heads a little bit. And we were more concerned about the winds and how that was going to play a factor in the game rather than just sticking to the processes and accepting that, do you know something, even though we're going into headwind here, we're not going to win the field position battle just because of the the um, environmental conditions. So um, we need to learn from that. But overall, very pleased and very proud of the players with what dished up at the weekend. And I know plenty, this will probably make you feel awkward, but plenty of people I've talked to about the game on Saturday um, mentioned you in terms of, of players who, who had a particularly good game. Um, and I definitely echo that. Um, one thing I did want to ask you, you, not only did you have a good game, you also took a fair few hits on Saturday, a couple of late ones as well. I mean, were you expecting that? Uh, are you are you recovered okay? Were they, were they just things that you, that you shake off? Like, how did you find it? Um, so I think the first one that I got, um, maybe about 15, 20 minutes in, that was the one that really hurt. Um, so I don't know if it was a late shot um, or if it was one of those where I've just played into the line and it's a bit, bit of a difficult one for the referee to call. Um, but, but that one it kind of caught uh, my shoulder. Um, so there's a fair bit of swelling and bruising there. But, you know, I was uh, <laughs> I was working in the garden yesterday, uh, sledgehammering and, and drilling and so on and that type of thing. So it can't be too bad. So I should be absolutely fine for next week. Um, but yeah, I got a couple of late hits. And then I think the other one was we were defending a goal line. And I went in and it was that same shoulder I had to make the tackle. And I went in, it was me and Sam Barron and it was absolute agony going in with it. Um, so I had to kind of stay down for a little bit. Uh, fortunately, I managed to recover from it and, and just carry on. So 
I was playing with a bit of a broken shoulder, but uh, I'll be absolutely fine for next week. It's not a problem at all. Was I expecting it? I don't know. <laughs> I guess, you know, I've played the game for that long where you just expect to get whacked from time to time, don't you? So maybe it was just one of those games for me. I think the thing that really stood out from your performance, um, well, one of the things anyway, was was the. it really feels like you've you very quickly struck up a really a really good partnership with Dan Coates in the halfbacks. Like, do, do you feel like that's a solid partnership? And, and, and I guess, are you, are you surprised at how fast that has come together? Because, you know, for two games in, it looked like you guys had played together for, for months, if not years. It was, it was that impressive from, from certainly from my point of view on Saturday. Yeah. A lot of people have mentioned about the partnership between me and Dan. And um, I'm surprised about it because of the time that we've had together. Probably a little bit, yeah. Um, I didn't expect us to gel as well as what we have done. And it just seems to be clicking at the moment, which is great. Um, but I think a, a lot of that to, is to do with Dan himself and the type of person he is. Um, I've always said it about him since seeing him early early days in training. He's, um, I, I, what's the expression? Um, an old head and young shoulders. Is, is that the right expression? Yeah, uh, he's yeah. got an absolutely fantastic temperament to the game. Um, and or, sorry, in the way that he plays the game, um, and he sticks to the systems and the structures and the plans that we want to play to, um, and is very much on board and buying into that. And I guess we're very similar in the approach to the game, and maybe that's why we gel so well together. Um, you know, he's a lot younger than what I am, um, and I'm a lot more experienced. So I guess it's nice to have that kind of contrast in the abs as well. Um, so yeah, it seems to be working really well, flowing really well, and we just seem to be on the same wavelength. And I'm really enjoying playing with him, and I hope that he's enjoying uh, partnering me in the abs as well. Yeah, the, there was a moment on in Saturday's game. It was Nathan Hill's try when he when the ball went up into his hands, and it was clear he was going to score. And you and I think Liam Wellham and a couple of other people were really close to him, and everyone just started smiling and cheering and pumping the air. It, it, you really got a sense of you guys enjoying it. Like, is, is there a good spirit in the camp at the moment? Oh, fantastic spirit. Um, you know, I think in previous years gone by, Coventry have been looked at and let's face it, they've, they've been looked at as the whipping boys. Um, teams think that, oh, we've got Coventry, it's an easy two points this week. Or, or when we play Coventry this year, it's an easy two points. Home and away, we'll get four points guaranteed from them. Um, and we've really thrived off that this season. Uh, and the team spirit's fantastic. We've got a great group of lads that are very close-knit and want to work hard for each other um, to try and achieve something this year, try and achieve the best season that Coventry Bears have ever had. And the, the team spirit is absolutely fantastic, and that'll go a long way. You know, we're, we're not a team that that has superstars or anything like that. We're, we're a team of good players that work hard for each other. Um, and we're all buying into the same systems and structures. And I mean, even the way home and the bus um, from West Wales, the, the team spirit again was fantastic. Like we're, we're really coming together. We're really galvanising together. And I think everyone's just enjoying each other's company, enjoying playing together. And I think that's going to pay dividends going throughout the season. So it sounds then like it's a, it's a, a really good time to be going into, um, you know, we're, we're, Allowing for that, that there's there's no game in this division where you can just turn up and expect to get a result. But we talked pre-season about the West Wales game followed by the Scholars game as being a back-to-back pairing of ones that you would be targeting to win. You must be going into the Scholars game this weekend with, with even more confidence now. Absolutely. I think the, the key is to not be complacent. We can't fall in love with ourselves and think that we've had a great result against West Wales Spirits are high, we're just going to turn up against Scholars and going to win because we've proved in pre-season that uh, if we let them into the game, they're going to cause us some problems. Um, they're not a bad side at all. They, they play some good stuff, so we need to be on our A game. We can't turn up and just expect to win. We have to turn up with the correct attitudes, apply ourselves in the right way and make sure we bring our A game. Uh, otherwise, we're going to get turned over, like you say. Um, but yeah, look, looking back to pre-season, we said that we want to win um, out of the first three games. We're looking to pick up uh, at least two wins. Uh, we didn't achieve that against Barrow, so it's a must-win game against this week uh, against their scholars this weekend. Um, so yeah, it's going to be another tough challenge for us, and we need to make sure that we prepare our best. Um, but looking at it, you know, we probably should have beat Barrow as well. So we're a little bit frustrated by that, but hopefully by winning these two games, the performance we've had by Barrow 
that'll set us going into into June quite nicely um, against Rochdale. And I think after that, we've got North Wales. Um, so we need to make sure that we build that momentum going into those games because confidence plays a huge factor when you when you play games back to back like this. And and just lastly, it's of course it's not only the scholars who are coming to the butts on the weekend. You've got the fans coming back in the stadium as well. Your first chance to play in front of Bears fans. I mean, how excited are you for that? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, when I was down at Box Park a couple of weeks ago against Barrow. Um, I absolutely love the stadium. I actually think it's it's probably up there as one of the best in the division. And one of my favourite stadiums I've actually ever played at. It's um, a massive field. It's nice and wide. Um, and the facilities are absolutely fantastic. So I settled in straight away and felt right at home. So I'm sure I'm going to get more of that when the fans come down uh, this weekend. Really looking forward to playing in front of them again. And I just hope that we're going to have a good-sized crowd there as well. Great. Great. Well, yeah, likewise. Um, Dave, thanks as always for your time. And I uh, look forward to seeing you with the rest of the, the crowd at uh, the Butts Park Arena on the weekend. No problem at all. I'll see you then. So thanks to Dave for joining us. And, and as you mentioned earlier, Craig, I mean, he looks like an incredibly shrewd acquisition on and off the pitch. So that's a win in the bag. And that means the Bears can now look ahead to hosting London Scholars this coming Sunday at the Butts Park Arena. Craig, we talked in pre-season about this one being another game that the Bears should be looking to target as a win. And Scholars are coming into this on the back of two losses. Well, obviously the Bears have now got a win under their belt and and, and played well in both games. I think like with last week, this isn't going to be a gimme by any means, but I'm feeling confident. Are you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think Scholars had a quite a big defeat today. Um, I do think, I, th- I think they've got quite a few injuries at the moment. They've got quite a few players out, so it depends who turns up on the day for them against the Bears. I think their first first 13 is pretty strong. There's a match for anyone, but um, this year I think the Bears have got a much better squad than we've ever had before. And um, I think I, I can, you know, I think we've got to be confident going into the game after the results this weekend. Bears getting a good win and, and Scholars having a heavy defeat. But pre-season game was close. Scholars and Bears it's always close, pretty much always close. It doesn't really matter where both teams are in the league. Uh, we always have a close game. So I expect it to be close. Um, I think one thing that's sort of killed us in the past is is not having composure at times and, and letting scholars back into the game when we were dominating. Um, and then that horrible defeat, when was it? 20, was it 2019? 19. Where we lost in the last kick of the game when we, we had the game won for about 60 minutes. That was just horrendous. So um, I, I do think that we will be much better this time. Uh, I think the preseason games told us a lot. Um, you know, we dominated for large parts of the game in that period. But as I said, you never know. For them, it's a big game. Um, but for both teams, really, it's a chance for um, for either team to to continue to well for scholars to kick start the season and to try and finish above the bears and for the bears to continue on this uh run and get a second win on the bounce that would just be fantastic if we could do that definitely definitely so um so not only is this game winnable but as as, as i mentioned at the start it's also going to be the first time the bears have been able to play in front of home supporters since february last year um i mean craig and i were lucky enough to attend the barrow game as part of the media setup but this is obviously going to be something very different so with that in mind, um, I think this is a good time to bring in our final guest for this week's episode. So to mark the return of fans to the Butts Park Arena this weekend, we really wanted to to just understand exactly what them being allowed to come back might mean to them and, and how they found the last year, really. So uh, we asked a trio of supporters, Tim, Tom and Katie. If you've been down to the ground, you will know all of them, I'm sure. Um, and they joined us for a special interview. Okay, well, I think to start off, I mean, let's just have you all introduce yourselves. So just um, just quickly tell us who you are and I guess how long you've been following the Bears. Um, Tim, let's let's start with you. I'm Tim and uh, I've been supporting Bears pretty much since uh, the start. So that's 22, 23 years uh, when the Bears were playing at uh, the old country union ground in Camden Road. So it's a very long time. Yeah, yeah, I've been there for the whole journey. Yeah. Um, Katie, let's uh, let's bring you in next. 
Um, I have had a season ticket, I think, for five years now. Came to a few games six years ago and then with my daughter, Nina, who was interested in finding out about what happens at a rugby game. And we've had a season ticket for five years now. Great stuff. Great stuff. And um, and last but not least, Tom, um, we've, we've chipped away a little bit of your Salford heart over to the Bears, haven't we? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, as you know, Dave, um, I you know, run the social media for the Coventry Bears Supporters Club now. Um, and I've been following the Bears since 2016 when I moved to Coventry for work. Um, but I've been a season ticket holder since 2017. So I can't hold candle to Tim at the moment. Um, I can only try and catch him up. Great stuff. Great stuff. Well, welcome all to the podcast. It's um, it's brilliant to have you on. And I th- we're obviously here to talk about the fact that um, from this weekend, fans are going to be allowed back to the butts um, and we'll, we'll get on to that. But before we do, I just just wanted to hear your, your brief thoughts on the season so far. Two games in, two decent performances. Um, Tom, for, for, let's bring you in first from a, from a supporters club point of view and, and from your own point of view. How, how are you finding 2021 so far? Uh, I mean, I, I think decent's an understatement, Dave. I think we've, we've had two really strong performances. Um, the Barrow, we would have probably been expected to concede at around 50 and scored probably no more than 10 in previous outings. So to double how much we scored and to concede far less and to really put them to, to the sword at times was really good. And the game yesterday, of course, was was a great result for us. 38-36-10, sorry, doing the R-League score. Um, the problem the problem that um, West Wales had for us was that we just we were we were unrelenting in attack and defence. And even at the point in the first 10 or 15 minutes of the second half, when I think they probably had their best chance of getting back in, we we didn't make the mistakes. Uh, we held firm and it was just a fantastic win. Um, I don't think Rangi Chase was expecting that from us. No, no. Um, Tim, you, you mentioned you've been with the Bears pretty much the entire journey. How how does the first two games of this season match up to some of the other ones you've watched? Well, it's great. I was saying um, to Katie earlier that um, at the start of every season or before every season starts, you always, the, the, the squad has always changed and you always wonder how we're going to compete. Uh, Alan Robinson has uh, had an absolutely fantastic record of putting together decent squads, does it every season. But um, we kind of drifted last season towards the end. And so first two games this season have been fantastic because we look like we've got a really serious squad together. We've obviously not seen some players yet, so we've got strength in depth. But we've uh, put in a great performance against Barrow and uh, we absolutely blew West Wales off the park yesterday. So... Yeah, it's, it's looking really good. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and Katie? Yeah, it's been a super exciting start to the season. I, I've been watching the new sign-ins and looking at the team taking shape. Um, and I was really, really excited ahead of the Barrow game. And I was just over the moon, really, with the performance in the Barrow game. And then yesterday was fantastic. I just think the level of endeavour and grit and absolutely getting stuck in and even when there's errors coming straight back, it was just fantastic, a really exciting start to the season. Obviously, when you play a team like Barrow, you know, there's always the potential to concede a massive loss. I was just really massively encouraged by the performance. I thought the team were amazing. And, and yesterday was just spot on. Mm, yeah, definitely. So let's um, let's let's start bringing it around to this: the whole fact that you know you've you've not been able to watch the Bears in person for for way more than a year now. I mean, I wanted to get a sense from all of you just how you found that last year and a bit without being able to go and watch the Bears on a Sunday. What what's what's that been like for you, um, uh, Katie? Let, let's start with you. I think I really felt it because the season just started to get underway and then it stopped and I really felt it initially. And then I just, I guess all of us just adjusted to life without sport and lots of other things. And I I guess I just kind of let it drift off my radar quite a bit because, you know, there's only so much interest you can take, I guess, when there's not very much happening. Um, um, But I was really super excited, even though it was a live stream. And I did think the live stream was really great and the commentary was great. I was super excited ahead of the Barrow game. And I was, you know, would have loved to have been um, at West Wales yesterday. And But it does feel right to um, be at um, the Books Park Arena next week for the first 
game that we can properly go to in per- person. So yeah, I'm very much excited to get back to the ground, meet some of the players. Mm. And, and Tom, like, the, what's what's the last year been like for you? Because you, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of joked in the start that you are you, you're, you're a Salford fan as well. So you have had one of your teams available to watch over the last year. But from a Bears point of view, how, how have you how have you missed them? I, I mean, I think, um, and I'm sure Katie, Tim, and probably anyone else really will agree with me that it's a bit of a ritual has has gone away. Um, uh, whenever I knew there was a Bears game on a Sunday, I would ha- I would be excited for it the entire week. And then you have the build up probably the night before and then you're getting ready in the morning. And, and it really, it really sort of capped off a week for me um, before work came back and made things uh, horrible again. Um, <laughs> I say that slightly in jest, um, but it, it has been difficult. And I think it, even being able to watch Salford last season, um, obviously with no crowds and, and to only watch it via Sky and so on, um, didn't really, um, didn't really form much more than a sticking plaster for me so i'm really glad that um during a week a week today being the sun on the 23rd we're, we're finally going to be able to be in front of uh, the players are going to be in front of us again and um we can hopefully capitalize on how well we've done yeah and and tim how, how have you found the last year being away from the bears well i've spent the pretty much the whole of uh, the year watching sport on the television uh, which is difficult because I've uh, been watching sport played in grounds where I'm normally attending. So that kind of takes the, uh, the shine off it. And the, the big stand at Butts Park Arena with uh, Broomfield Park in the background, it's one of my happy places. So it's been frustrating not actually being able to go there. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, really can't wait to get back and see, see my friends, shout for the Bears. Well, I, I mean, that's, that feels like a perfect point to bring in that I guess the killer question for this whole interview. What is it going to mean to you when you walk through those gates on Sunday for the Scholars game and realise you're finally back at the butts for a game? Tim, Tim you, you rounded off the last one so nicely. Let's start with you. I'll probably be overwhelmed emotionally, have tears in my eyes. <laughs> you know, uh, saying hello to uh, Debbie Watson again as we go, as we go in. And uh, yeah, just seeing... That big old space, uh, seeing friends, hopefully getting a beer and uh, chatting on for the Bears. Been really excited to see the season. As I said, we started really well, and um, so it's going to be really exciting. And, and Katie, what's what's it going to mean for you and, and and your daughter as well? If you if you're bringing her along, yeah, she'll be there. Um, yeah, um, well, we really look forward to it. Obviously, I mean, we want to see the team in person, but you know, we've got lots of friends who are part of the Bears crowd, and we look forward to seeing those people. Some of those people we haven't seen at all, and um, you know, well, rugby's been off, so really looking forward to catching up. I mean, me, I love to have a really good shout, and I like to go to work with a sore throat on a Monday morning. Um, and I've done lots of that in the past. And um, so, yeah, just the whole experience. I mean, it's a really great ground. And also, yeah, I want to see the pitch and, yeah, just looking forward to the whole thing, really, and, and getting to see the new players in the flesh. Yeah, definitely. And and Tom, what's what's it going to mean to you to, to have your Sunday ritual back? Well, you've kept it. You've stolen my answer from me. It's, it's going to be... Um, it's going to probably be one of the first feelings of uh, not having to think about the new normal um, as uh, politicians have crowed about for quite some time um, and to actually be back in with um, hopefully with uh, my, my partner Eleanor um, who hopefully be there as well um, and just to do something that I would have uh, 15 months ago just have taken for granted completely um, has just been something that I could do and not have to think about um, and I think a thing like Tim is going to be quite emotional um, I'll try and keep the tears back, but um, hopefully, uh, hopefully, with tears of joy um, after the eighty minutes are done. <laughs> so, I was going to ask you actually next, like what, what the what, what the one thing you've missed more than anything else over the last year would be, and I should clarify that's to do with with going to the Bears, because obviously there are probably other bigger things you've missed as well. And the Bears, as a general answer, it, it could well be one. But but thinking particularly about that ritual, that match day experience. If you had to pin it down to one thing that you you really have missed and you really can't wait to get back, what, what would that be? Um, Tom, we'll start with you. Uh, I think it's the uh, the interaction between uh, the players and the fans, because I think, um, especially with a club like ours, um, there's a really good community feel there. And that's something that, I mean, of course, last season, the last season was suspended. 
Um, but if it hadn't been and things had gone the sort of the same way as the Super League, you just don't have, you just wouldn't have the same enjoyment um, coming out of uh, out of watching them. So I think being there and to to know that they will know that we're there, and uh, that like Katie, we'll probably all have sore throats by the end of it. I think that's I think that's the big thing. Yeah. And Tim, um, yep, yeah, uh, agree with Tom, but also uh, away games. Um, pitching up in say somewhere in Cumbria at midday on a Sunday and uh, with the all beautiful scenery around you watching the Bears play and then uh, getting up on Monday morning going to work and thinking bloody hell I was in Cumbria yesterday afternoon uh, it's, it's uh, day trips like that that I think I've missed the most and Katie? For me it's the people because Bears is a real community club and um, so, you you know, you get to know lots of people and be around people, other people who are interested in and passionate about rugby league. And also, like Tim said about the away games and there are people, you know, some families of players and fans that you meet over and over again at different places. And it's just part of a, a being part of a community, really, that's interested in rugby league and cares about rugby league. So I really miss the people. Great, great. Well, thank you all so much for, for coming on the podcast. It's It's been great to hear from you. I'm really looking forward to actually seeing you in real life at the weekend. Before I let you go, um, I wanted to throw out a slightly different question. So you know, you, 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 you'll know from, from our pre-season episodes in the podcast that we've been, we've been asking the coaching team and Alan to sort of fill us in on their messages for supporters go, going into the new season and a bit through the end of last season as well. But I kind of wanted to flip that around for this weekend. So I was really keen for all three of you. What would what would your message be from supporters to the players and to the coaches ahead of you getting back into the ground this Sunday? Um, Katie, let's start with you. Yeah, I think I just want to say, you know, you've got a great team together, a really strong squad. I know a lot of work has gone into to it behind the scenes and lots of work on fitness. I just want to say get stuck in. You know, you've got everything it takes to really get stuck in this season and make a real impact on the league. So, you know, we're all behind you as fans. Just get stuck in and enjoy the play and work hard. And that's exactly what I've seen the two games that we've had already. Hard work. So keep keep at it, keep at it really. Great. Uh, Tom? Um, in short, keep up the good work. Um, the first two games have shown that we can be a real force in League One. There are plenty of clubs that we go to and that come to us and think that we're going to be an easy uh, rollover and an easy two points. And I think the real incentive is that with games like the Barrow results show that that won't be the case if we play to our best ability. And um, finally, more tries for Pierre Ryan. He needs to be our top try scorer this season. Um, he doubled his try tally um, he's hitched the historic tri tally from two to four in one game. Um, so keep it up, Peter. Great stuff. And and lastly, Tim. Yeah, come on. Uh, we're all in it together. We'll get behind you if you uh, keep putting in performances like that. And uh, this is a great opportunity to prove to the wider rugby league world what a powerhouse uh, rugby league can be in Coventry. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's up to you guys to uh, do that. And, uh, we think you're capable of it. Wow, what a great way to end it on. Guys, thank you all so much for your time. Really appreciate it. And um, yeah, see you on Sunday. Yeah, cheers, Dave. Yeah, see you Sunday. Yeah. So massive thanks to those three. Um, and I can't wait to see them all in real life on Sunday, even if we are still socially distanced at some point for, for the time being. But it's going to be great to see them and everybody else back at the stadium. Um, Craig, I mean, uh, we don't need to say much more because those guys covered it, but it's going to be great to have a crowd back, isn't it? It's going to be fantastic. I think it'll lift the players. Um, you know, they're going to love it. The players have sacrificed so much to um, throughout this last year. Uh, training, stopping training, training, testing, you know, having to, uh, you know, amend the training regimes. It's It's been tough on everyone and the players have really shown um, a lot of togetherness and spirit. And I think having the fans there as well will be the icing on the cake for them. And, you know, if, we, if, if they can get a win in front of the fans, I'm sure they'll be absolutely delighted. Um, I mean, one thing for me is that um, you go to games regularly and you see people at the games don't necessarily see them outside of the games might have some social media chat or whatever so it's been over a year since i've seen some of these guys so it's going to be fantastic to to say hello to people um get that match atmosphere back again 
hearing all the usual shouts and chants and everything else uh, it's going to be brilliant yeah definitely definitely is okay that is going to do us for this week so thanks as ever for listening and do come back next week where we'll bring you all the news from from the scholars game and what will hopefully be another bears victory um and obviously a victory to welcome back fans in style but um yeah we'll be here next week as ever craig thanks as always to you for joining and uh, yeah bring on next sunday